So welcome to another episode of Inside IALR. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Um, so, you know, we've talked a lot about our, our different programs and divisions so far and how, you know, tying all that together is that all of, all of what we do here contributes to economic transformation in Southern Virginia. The focus areas, the methods, the how, that varies, but the, that mission stays the same. And today we're here to talk about um, two programs that have a little bit less of an obvious connection to economic transformation, but very much still tie into that mission. It's the two different AmeriCorps programs that we help facilitate. So we're here with Dana Salicki, our program manager for advanced learning. Dana, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So to start, can you just give us kind of a quick overview of, you know, what is AmeriCorps? I know that's something that a lot of people have probably heard of, but might not might not know a lot about. So what is AmeriCorps? Um, and then how did IALR get involved in these AmeriCorps programs? Sure. So AmeriCorps is a federal agency for national service and volunteerism. And the mission is to improve lives and really strengthen communities, foster civic engagement through service and volunteering. So there's some similarities and some differences to jobs, um, as it's not considered a job, but it's considered a a national service opportunity. Uh, sometimes we like to say it's a civilian Peace Corps, okay. um, since more people have heard of that and, and kind of can relate to that. Um, but it's a way that you can really give back to your community locally in some of the areas. Um, so AmeriCorps in general focuses on six primary areas, disaster services, economic opportunity, education, environmental stewardship, healthy futures, veterans and military families. And our two programs tie into education and public health. And so we're really looking with the two programs to make an impact in those. And each AmeriCorps program is a little bit different. So even if you've heard of an AmeriCorps state program in another locality, it could be completely different from ours as they all have different focus areas and ways that they implement their programs. So it's kind of a way to support public-private partnerships and collaborations to address local challenges through service. And usually AmeriCorps funds and supports initiatives in partnership with federal or, or different organizations that um, can help drive the impact and in their community. So there's a lot of partnerships involved with both AmeriCorps programs. For our two programs that we administer here, can you tell us a little bit about just sort of how, how those two got started, when they got started, and sort of, you know, big picture what those programs set out to do? Sure. So we started the Dan River Year program back in 2015. So we're getting ready to begin our ninth year with the program. And really the is a need in our community for addressing some uh, STEM areas, science, technology, engineering, and math. And so when we began, we partnered with local organizations, local community colleges, nonprofits, and schools um, to try to do STEM workshops as there is a, a big future in STEM. A lot of what we're moving towards, if you have STEM skills, can help you acquire jobs and, and different skill sets. Over time, we've um, adapted and changed a little bit based on the needs of our community. And now we also have a literacy component um, involved in our Dan Revere program as well. And that was due to seeing what's going on in the community, listening to our partners and stakeholders and them saying STEM is great. We still want to focus on that. But students uh, were having trouble reading the math problem, for example. So then, of course, they can't complete the math problem. So we added that in there um, to help that as well. What age group is that program for? The Dan River Year program 
uh, over the years has changed a little bit, the ages. Right now it's focusing on third and fourth in our local elementary schools. And then our out-of-school partners um, is elementary and middle school. The REACH AmeriCorps program, which is our other AmeriCorps program that we're in our first year of, uh, focuses on public health as it's under the public health umbrella. Um, they started the public health AmeriCorps programs in response to COVID and other health issues that were going on. And we're getting ready to start our second year with that. And that one focuses on conducting educational workshops in Caswell, Danville, and Pennsylvania County um, to address areas of high need and chronic illnesses, specifically in our area. And just, just for context, like how many, I, I guess you call them AmeriCorps members, how many AmeriCorps members are involved in, in each of these programs on a, on a yearly basis? So um, in our upcoming year, which is getting ready to start September 1st, we have 37 slots for our day and year program and 15 for our uh, REACH AmeriCorps program. And I want to just mention, you know, this has been a theme through a lot of our episodes so far is that, you know, so little of what we do here at IALR is done on our own. And I think this is a, another great example of that is that, you know, we're obviously partnering with AmeriCorps, partnering with the school systems, a lot of other partners involved there. Let's dive a little bit more into the Dan River Year AmeriCorps program. Um, so you, you know, you talked about the STEM, you talked about the literacy component being added onto that. What has the impact of that program been? You know, you, you said it's been nine years. What is the impact of that program? How has how has that contributed to our community? So having a um uh, education, the students that can read, of course, is going to make a big difference. In elementary school, you know, students learn how to read, and in middle school, they read to learn. And so if there's that gap, if they don't have a strong foundation of learning to read, um, it, it makes a gap that the student has a really hard time closing. And so being able to address some of those needs, close that gap so that students can get farther on track um, makes a big difference. And sometimes we can look at, at little successes in the student did better this year, um, but some of the successes are going to be many years down the road seeing um, how that gap being closed is going to help. Um, and then unfortunately with COVID, that gap seemed to increase a little bit um, with some of our students as well. And again, we're trying to get that gap closed again um, so that the students can have more opportunities in the future. And you mentioned earlier the you know, there's in school and out of school component to that program. Talk a little bit more about that. And, you know, what are, I guess, what are, what are the members doing in those, those different environments? So in school, our members work with uh, third and fourth graders at local elementary schools, and they're working with about 12 to 15 students per AmeriCorps member. Um, they work with them um, in one-on-one -on -one and small group. Uh, they listen to what the teachers are doing in their classroom because some of us, it's been a while since we were in the classroom, right? And how they teach things is a little different. And so we want to reinforce what the teacher is teaching these students. Um, so the members are in the classroom hearing that, and then they pull the students out in those one-on-one -on -one or small group and, again, help reinforce with those students in those smaller groups um, in those STEM and literacy. Most of our members are helping in the English and the math uh, classrooms. And so each student they're working with, um, you know, the goal is they're doing 90 minutes per student each week. But, they, again, they have 12 to 15 students that are really working with, targeted each week. They have set schedules so that they can... Uh, work with them, having that um, bond with those specific students in kind of a mentoring capacity helps them, you know, achieve success in tutoring um, by having that close relationship. And students learn differently. So 
trying different tactics with students that may not be able to be utilized with the whole classroom at a time um, can be successful for those students as well. Um, sometimes they come up with some STEM activities that weren't necessarily, or literacy that weren't necessarily gone on in the classroom, um, but it kind of can add to to reach that student um, with a specific different way that works for them in their learning um, for them to achieve that success. In the out of school, um, the students are working at some of our partners, Danville Church and Community Based Tutorial and, and local boys and girls clubs. Um, and they're working with them. Of course, it's a little bit different amount of time because out of school, they're not there as much at those sites in the evening. Um, but they're again working with them one on one, small group, generally tends to be more small group in those. Um, to help tutor things that maybe they didn't get assistance with while they were at school or still have questions about, um, or they can create STEM lessons um, to give and implement uh, with the students at those sites. Um, and really what we're looking at at those out of school sites is the social emotional aspect. Um, so that, you know, studies have proven that students succeed more when they have somebody that's really in their team um, helping them out. And the, the more people that you know they have a close bond with helping them succeed, the better. And so we're looking at not just did their grades improve, but we're also seeing are they better able to tackle some of life's challenges um, through coping mechanisms or realizing the best way that um, they learn and can adapt for the future as well if they're not specifically working with an AmeriCorps member, some of those skill sets can, they can retain with them and use some of those skills as they go on. And I think, you know, that's cool what, what you're saying that this is basically this program is to make sure that those kids that might be falling behind a little bit don't fall further behind. Yeah. Um, and that's that's definitely definitely a, a worthy objective to, to make sure that those kids can can get the education they need to continue forward. You know, you, you talked about the, the during the school year part of this. There's also the summer aspect. So can you talk a little bit about what, what the Dan River Year AmeriCorps program looks like during the summers? So we have um, summer camps at several of our locations, including the Institute. And so we want to keep kids engaged throughout the summer so that we can decrease some of the summer learning loss um, in fun, hands-on ways so they don't necessarily realize that they're learning sometimes, um, but they're actively engaged. They, again, have those mentorship uh, bonds with our AmeriCorps members while they're learning um, in STEM and reading initiatives um, throughout the summer so that, again, we can build and prevent loss of some of those STEM areas over summer and then also build those relationships and continue the growth that they've made throughout the year as well. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I, what you just said about they don't realize that they're learning. That's, a, <laughs> that's, that's the a, best way. It's a good approach. <laughs> You said, you know, a lot of the impact is long term that, you know, it's not you can't necessarily say right after that, you know, this student got tutored that it's immediately a success story. You don't know. Um, so but talk to me about some of the impact we have seen from this program, both for the members who participate as well as the, you know, big picture for for students who are who are being tutored. Sure. So, you know. Being in our eighth year with Dan River Year, we've had a lot of members uh, come through the program that um, didn't necessarily know what they wanted to do or, or didn't have the skill set to get certain jobs that they were looking for. And we've had um, several members with success in getting jobs after this program directly related to the skills that they acquired or enhanced while they were in AmeriCorps or from networking um, that they made through their service, um, you know, helped them acquire jobs um, 
in the field or sometimes outside the field just through the networking. Um, and they've directly attributed it to the skills that they were learning in the AmeriCorps. Um, with students, you know, that aha moment with a student is not something that we can necessarily measure, measure um, with a number sometimes. But seeing the difference from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, um, we've had many, many uh, successes in that. Um, and that's really what keeps the members going are those aha moments as well um, of giving back and the students being able to thrive and really um, increase not only in their knowledge, but their confidence as well. Uh, for the REACH workshops, you know, those are focusing on public health. And so we've had some uh, workshop participants call us back the next week. And um, an example is one took a mental um, uh, health workshop and they called back the next week and they said, this has really helped me realize the need that I had to um, address some of these issues. And so impacts like that, that, you know, may also prevent future um, uh, mishaps or, or health issues um, that there could have been, it has a big impact on not only that person, but um, on our um, economic transformation as well. Right. And I think now's a good time to stop and just, I mean, we're, we're looking for people to fill positions yes. in both of these, um, both of these programs. So you mentioned 37 spots in Dan River year. I'm sure some of these are filled, but 37 spots in the Dan River year program and, and 15 in, in the reach or public health AmeriCorps. What are those opportunities look like? How many open positions do we still have? What are the sort of the, you know, time constraints, um, things like that. So with those positions, the, uh, public health positions that we have that we're looking for are nine month contracts. And so we have a cohort starting um, here next week in some of those positions. But because it's a nine month, we also have a little bit of a rolling start where we'll be starting some members in October, some members in November as well. Um, in those in the REACH AmeriCorps program, it's about 25 hours a week. Um, generally, their office hours per se are 9 to 2.30, Monday through Friday. Um, but there could be times outside of that because they're doing workshops in the community. So there could be afternoon or evening workshops um, that they set up as well outside of that. But those have um, 900 hours total that they serve in their nine-month contract. For the uh, day and river year, some of the positions um, will start in the spring and some in the summer. So we kind of do a, a rolling for some of those. Some of them are starting now um, in the schools. Um, and so most those positions that we're filling are 300-hour positions. And it depends on the site. Some of our after-school sites it's a full year that that 300 hours is spread out as of course there's less opportunity after school to get in those hours. So it ends up being about five to 10 hours a week. Uh, at the school sites, um, those 300 hour contracts, they're doing about 25 hours a week still. And so they end up being five to six month contracts uh, for them to get in their hours. And that is during the school day. You know, while, while we're on the topic of, you know, this opportunity being available, what are sort of the benefits for for someone who participates, I mean, you, you mentioned it's sort of an employment opportunity, but uh, I know it's not tech, technically a, a, an employment opportunity. Um, but you know, what what are some of those benefits? So there is a stipend associated with each position. So for our minimum time, which is our 300-hour positions, uh, the stipend is $3,600. And um, also when members complete the program successfully, they're eligible for a Siegel Education Award. And what that is is money for school that the members have seven years to use um, for anything, educa anything educational. It doesn't have to be a... Um, 
degree program necessarily, and it could go towards um, student loans that they may already have or in the future, or if members don't want to utilize it themselves and they're 55 or older, when they begin service, they can gift that to an immediate family member. Um, so they gain the experience. They, um, you know, of course, get the opportunity to give back to the community. They do have a stipend and money for college, and there, there's training throughout the year as well that we change what it is um, each year based on what our members need. And so, you know, some examples, it could be first aid, CPR, helping with resumes, cover letters, um, and things like that, but different workshops, um, you know, relating to how to work with children, um, again, changing it each year based on what our members want and need. Um, with the REACH AmeriCorps program, um, that position is what's called halftime, which means it's 900 service hours. The stipend for that is 11500 And that position, um, where it's spread out over the nine months, um, is, again, about 25 hours a week. And then their seagull is over 3000 that they receive for that as well uh, for educational opportunities. The Seagull Education Award, that's definitely a cool benefit that obviously has a a very specific monetary value, but that that definitely, I mean, you mentioned it can be for student loans or current or future education. Def, definitely a cool benefit there. Let's talk a little bit about the, because we've talked some about the, the Public Health AmeriCorps, but let's talk a little bit more about that before we get into sort of like who the, um, I guess, typical AmeriCorps member is. Um, but for, you know, for the Public Health AmeriCorps program, um, you mentioned that started sort of around, around COVID and we just finished our first year. What does that program do? What are these workshops that these members are leading? What are, you know, what are these topics that they're focusing on and, and why does it, why does that matter? Why does what they do matter? So the REACH partnership in general is the regional engagement to advance community health and it's a systems approach to improve community health. So sometimes health providers in silos have a difficult time breaching community areas. And so this is a way to kind of break down some of those barriers to physical and mental health services for at-risk populations. And so there's many partners with this um, that we try to partner with to get information out to the public on certain um, chronic illnesses or, you know, health needs in our area specifically, and which is Danville, Pennsylvania, and Caswell's where they serve. And so the members go out in the community. Um, they do workshops. Um, for ex some examples, they've done at um, senior centers. They've done at um, homeless shelters. They've done just general in the, the public at local uh, community centers. I mean, anywhere they can go and do these workshops um, to really um, educate and inform people about certain health conditions that affect our area. So some examples that they've done are diabetes, um, mental health, exercise, nutrition, um, you know, different things that, that we see in our area specifically that uh, people may need more information about in general or to recognize symptoms or uh, to know some resources that they can go to for help. Um, our members are not um, health professionals. They're not doctors, so they're not giving medical advice, um, but they are giving some of that needed information of being able to recognize some things that them or their loved ones may be going through um, in those areas. I mean, I think it's safe to say that our that that region, Danville, Pennsylvania County, Caswell County, for a lot of uh, I think health outcomes is the word they use. We we rank pretty low um, in terms of you know how how healthy our community is, and that the the work that that program is doing is very targeted to those areas where we rank low. Um, as you said, I, I think just to, to recap some of that too. So the basically the REACH partnership is a sort of connected component where they're they're 
it's it's the institute, it's the health collaborative, and a bu bunch of other organizations working together to um, to address those barriers to, to to physical and mental health services, as you said. Um, and then the AmeriCorps program, the Public Health AmeriCorps program, is sort of working in in tangent with them. Is that sort of the correct way to to frame that? So some of our community health workers in the REACH program, um, you know, they see a lot of the needs in the community or uh, people who may need assistance or things. And so it, it kind of works in partnership in that our AmeriCorps members can work with the community health workers and other local partner agencies to identify some of those needs um, and help um, get those workshops out into areas that may be needed as well. You know who can who can participate in these programs um, for for both the Dan River program and and the Reach or Public Health AmeriCorps program. You know what are sort of the requirements for someone to participate? Who are the I guess the the types of people that you all see normally taking advantage of this? So in order to be an AmeriCorps member, um, they have to have a high school diploma or GED, and they have to be a legal or lawful permanent resident um, of the United States. So those are um, some AmeriCorps. Um, requirements for the programs. Um, after that, really the biggest thing that we look for are the heart of service, wanting to give back to our community. And we tend to find three different groups of people that apply for either program. Uh, one are younger individuals who maybe are looking to take a gap year or build their skill set in either of these areas of education or health. Um, and so it's a great way to get some experience, some money for school, um, and in the program, um, we also get retired individuals who aren't quite ready to stay retired um, and, and they want to give back to the community and this is a meaningful way uh, to serve the community. Um, and they might want to use the Siegel education for themselves or gift it to you know, their child or grandchild. Um, and we also get career switchers that maybe don't necessarily have much experience in a certain field um, and want to determine if it's a field they want to go in without the full commitment of going to get a bachelor's degree or something like that that may be needed. Um, so it gives them the confidence to say, yes, this is what I want to do, um, or no, this isn't what I want to do, or just looking to gain some experience um, in the work field in general. Um, so the biggest success that we've seen is not necessarily what's based on your resume, um, but having that heart for service and being willing to um, meet the needs of our community. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And if, if someone wanted to apply to either of those positions, how would they go about doing that right now? They could just contact me um, here at the Institute. If they ask for the uh, AmeriCorps program, they will be connected to me, Dana Salicki, at the Institute, um, or they can go to our website, ialr.org backslash AmeriCorps. Okay, perfect. And I want to talk to you, too, about, so, and, and I mentioned this at the beginning, that I think, at least from, from my perspective, when I first looked at these programs and was first, first really understanding the Institute, you know, some of those connections to our mission are very clear. You know, economic development, recruiting businesses, that has a very obvious tie to economic transformation. I think these AmeriCorps programs, it's a little less obvious. How do these programs contribute to economic growth, economic transformation for Southern Virginia, for our for our community? So one of the biggest uh, drivers of economic transformation in any community is the success of our schools. We're, you know, that's our future, right? So anything that we can do to help the schools, to help our youth uh, to be successful is going to help the community um, by leaps and bounds. Um, you know, because if students get the behind, the quicker we can kind of address that and get them back on track, then that's going to help them, you know, have more success um, as they age as well. Also with health, healthier communities 
directly relate to economic transformation when then the community doesn't have to spend as much on health care or um, loss of wages when they're out for health issues from their, their jobs or things like that. Um, so there's a direct benefit for having healthy communities that you see in the economy as well. Um, as well as the members themselves, just since we have implemented the Dan River Year program in 2015, our members have served over 166,000 hours in our community. Um, and with that, we talked about the Siegel Education Award, they have earned over $450,000 for education. So, you know, we're helping not only build up our youth um, in the community, but we're helping the members uh, better themselves as well um, and their education level and their, their health uh, for the community as well. So all of those directly tie back to helping the economy. You know, I'm, I'm excited to see the impact that these programs continue to have. I know, you know, Dan River year where I think you said on year nine and, and the public health AmeriCorps just is getting into year two. So that, that one obviously will expect to, you know, continue to grow and, and develop as it, as it moves on. As you just said, you know, there is a very, a very clear tie to economic transformation. It might not be the most obvious or most business oriented, but it is a very clear tie to the economic growth and transformation of our region that these programs are having. As you said, you know, both actively recruiting for for members right now, um, and and on our website ialr.org backslash AmeriCorps, you can find find more information there. These are great opportunities, as Dana has laid out. These are great opportunities for career switchers, for gap year students, for retirees, for for anyone who is interested in these areas. There is there is potential here, and and as you said, you know, it's flexible. There are you know for the especially the Dan River Year program. There's those you know after school hours where it's you know as little as five to ten hours a week versus you know those in school hours where it's a little bit more involved. You know, there's. I would imagine there's flexibility with location, with days, with with all of that. But Dana, I really, really appreciate you being here today. Is there anything else that, that you would want to add or any, any um, I guess, parting thoughts you would want to share? One, thank you for having me. But also, you know, if anybody's interested um, in, in giving back or if they're looking to uh, work with youth or in public health doing some workshops and they're like, I don't know if I can commit to the time, just give us a call and we'd be happy to talk with them about um, what their schedule is, what we may be able to fit in if they want to serve um, with AmeriCorps. If they're not able to serve, we're always looking for volunteers as well. Um, but again, it's not something that there has to be something specific on their resume. Really, we're looking for people that want to give back to the community, and we're happy to have those one-on-one -on -one conversations and determine the best fit for them. No, absolutely. Well, Dana, thanks again for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you. Megabytes ILR's on-site cafe features everyday favorites, convenient ordering options, and an eager staff ready to welcome and serve you. Our enticing menus offer something for everyone from a fresh, well-stocked salad bar, wraps, sandwiches, and our rotating hot buffet offered on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Megabytes is open Monday through Friday from 9.15 a.m. until 1.30 p.m. To view menus and for more information, visit ilr.org slash megabytes.